It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to Friday Travel and Cruise Industry News on this, the 31st day of March 2023. And we do have a breaking news story this morning that would be Nanook of the North, Amigo John's new granddaughter, weighing in at six and a half pounds. She's 20 inches long, born just after midnight, Joanna. So I do have a couple questions that I asked Amigo John this morning. One, why wasn't that baby born with the pink hat? I mean, she's up there in Nanook of the Northland, and, and without the pink hat, she might get cold. And the other thing, uh, will she be uh, ready to be out on the tractor uh, planting beet seeds by the middle of the month? And John assured me that she will be on the tractor ready to go by then. He did say that they suppose, they're supposed to have a pink hat today. Anyway. That, of course, my thoughts and prayers uh, go to John and his family and Ronnie and uh, Joanna. So, a little after midnight last night. So, congratulations to all. So, a little bit of fun here this morning. All right. On with today's show. Do have a couple of a of. Uh, uh, news stories today. We got a cruise boom for Columbia, a season pass for a cruise line, Keel laid for Disney Treasure, MSC opens bookings for a new mega ship, and Duffy and Emerald to sail the Venezia Transatlantic. And a whole lot more live here at 11 o'clock today. By the way, folks, today is National Clams on the Half Shell Day. Oh, that's one that I like. I'm not sure uh, we'll be going out anywhere to get clams on the half shell today. However, boy, I'd like to be someplace where I could get them right now. I do like some clams. So, if you're listening by the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. All of the uh, big guys to search for travel and cruise industry news, and up pops the fat travel guy. So, we are, uh, if you're listening via the podcast and you ever want to jump over to the video feed, like you might want to see the picture of Joanna, that's possible. 
you can always go to the description of the podcast and there'll be a link to the video feed. Just hop over and take a look. So anyway, it's good to get started off with some good news for a change since there's been not so much of it recently, at least in this country. Many of you guys have accessibility issues like I do. Uh, the lead story to today has to do sort of with that. In uh, my post on the blog this morning deals with that as well. As I talk about uh, the, the situation I found in Cartagena, Colombia, when I was there earlier this month. So they're kind of tied together today. But if you have accessibility issues, I'm telling you folks, contact Scoot Around. Because they allowed me to do things that I just normally can't do. You guys have seen how I work cruise ships. I'm all over the place. I'm photographing everything I can. I'm interviewing people. I'm talking to people. I'm doing my shows. I try to get out in the ports and see some things. I was able to see some things in Cartagena. However, because of the situation of Cartagena, it became too far for me to roll to get to see uh, something other than the cruise terminal and the sanctuary, the bird sanctuary, which I did do that much at least. But anyway, it's uh, my thoughts about Columbia as they are progressing in the cruise world. Uh, they need to look at some accessibility issues so that those of us that are mobility challenged have a chance to get to a place like uh, uh, the Old Town in, in Cartagena, which is fabulous, especially if you want to shop for emeralds. I mean, that's the place, the best place in the world to buy emeralds. But anyway, if you got the challenges, contact Scoot Around. Between Scoot Around and Will Power Chairs, they can take care of all your needs as they've done mine for years now. So that's my friends and scoot around. And we'll be back with a look at today's news after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. And like I said, folks, the, today's uh, lead story has to do with Colombia. Colombia's tourism has been growing rapidly while the cruise industry is pivotal to that sector's growth. The Ministry of Trade, Industry, and Tourism reported that last year, Colombia welcomed over 173,000 cruisers. While already in January and February of 2023, 99,000 cruisers have already arrived in Colombia. That represents 57.2% of last year's total, and we're two months into the year. 
This year, Columbia is launching new cruise destinations and welcoming major cruise lines in different ports. Carmen Caballero, president of Pro-Columbia, the promotion agency in the a country part of the Ministry of Trade, Industry, and Tourism, said that we have a country with a diverse climate and coasts along the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea, which makes it an ideal location for travelers to explore it by water. Caballero added that currently, Colombia has 10 cruise ship destinations across the territory, and 26 different cruise lines have Colombia in their itineraries with two new cruise destinations available now with the deployment of Buena Ventura, Ventura on the Pacific coast and Cabo de la Vela in the Caribbean. In early 2024, the country will welcome two river cruise ships from AMA Waterways and for the first time ever will sail the Magdalena River from Cartagena to Barranquilla, and vice versa. Additionally, Explora Journeys announced it will begin operations with luxury cruises for both Cartagena and Santa Marta in 2024. The cruise line has been has been visiting Medellin and Bogota to examine pre and post offshore excursions. So things are moving in the right direction in Colombia. Uh, I'll be back there in uh, less than a month now, uh, back in Cartagena. So, uh, you know, I'm going to, you might want to read my uh, accessibility report on Cartagena with some of the issues. I will uh, try to attack those issues again when I'm there. I would love to get to Old Town, but I've got to come up with a way of being able to do that without some jackleg cab driver who says that, oh, yeah, I can take care of you. I'll just take the scooter apart. Well, well, I'm not going to get stuck out in the middle of the country that I don't know. The other thing I wasn't sure about was the amount of distance. I know it's from the cruise terminal, and I don't know the exact distance from where the ship docked, the, the sand dam that I was on, but I'm guessing it was a mile or maybe a mile and a half, and then I rolled around the bird sanctuary, and then when I finally made it out to the road to the cab stand to try to find, see if there was any accessible transportation, um, I discovered that it was two and a half miles into Old Town. So, uh, you know, I could have been looking at, uh, you know, two and a half plus two, uh, you know, plus another half running around Old Town. You know, I could have been up to five and a half or six miles and then have to get back to the ship another five and a half or six miles. So that's kind of pressing. Uh, the battery limits on on a scooter. Uh, at least, I mean, I mean, we might I might go further than that, but boy, I'd I'd be a little worried that I'd run out of juice and be stuck 
you know, a half mile from the ship. So, if any of you are on that cruise with me in uh, in May and have accessibility issues, let's talk. Maybe we can uh, come together and come up with a way of getting both of us uh, to uh, Old Town or to see some of the sites of Cartagena and Columbia. By the way, all the buses at the port, none of them were accessible. So that's one of the problems I find almost anywhere in the Caribbean today. All right, next story today is deals with some friends of ours. And again, friends that uh, I have issues with. Season passes can be great deals for theme parks. Just ask Mr. Bucket List. You know, he loves theme parks. Season passes are good for sporting events. You know, I made a lot of money over the years at NASCAR races and professional baseball games. They're great for zoos and other attractions. But what about a cruise line? Margaritaville at sea is doing what no other cruise line has ever done. They've introduced an ultimate paradise pass for unlimited cruises from April 1st through December 31st. (coughs) Called the ultimate paradise pass, the special offer is limited to just 500 passes available only while supplies last. Now, the pass is good for unlimited two-night cruises aboard the cruise line's single vessel, Margaritaville, at Sea Paradise, with sailing dates from December 1st, when the program starts, through December 31st of this year. There are only four blackout dates for the pass, July the 2nd, July the 28th, September 2nd and November 23rd, and then New Year's Eve. All other embarkation dates throughout the year are valid for pass holders. Interested guests should note, however, that cruises must be non-consecutive. You can only be booked 24 to 72 hours in advance of the sailing date. So you got to be able to do this one kind of on a short-term, quick, get on the boat and go basis. This means that guests cannot create their own week-long sailings, you know, or, or plan multiple months ahead, but can enjoy multiple cruises so long as they are separated and booked shortly before departing. Now, Margaritaville at Sea offers two night sailings to Freeport, departing from the port of Palm Beach. Cruises operate year-round, and guests may start booking with their passes as of April the 1st. The cost of the ultimate pass is $899, which secures the best available ocean view or inside stateroom for guests' chosen sailings. Exact staterooms will be assigned during check-in at the cruise terminal and are subject to availability on a first-come, first-served basis. 
In addition to the cost of the pass, guests will need to pay a $19.99 booking fee. That's 20 bucks there for each cruise they take. Uh, that's one fee per cabin. And each passenger, both the pass holder and the guest, will need to pay the applicable taxes and fees and port expenses, which currently run 94 bucks, a little over that, per uh, person. That, of course, is always subject to change. Gratuities and possible fuel surcharges are also not included in the pass price and no discounts to food or beverage purchases, casino play or spa, spa treatment or products uh, exists. While the extra fees may seem to negate the great deal that the pass offers, the Ultimate Paradise Pass does come with some extra perks. Pass holders will receive a 10% off any of the packages and extensions purchased on board, such as like uh, swimming with the dolphins, uh, beach retreats, you know, swimming with the island's famous pigs. The 10% discount will also apply to onboard retail purchases. Exclusive previews of events will be offered to just pass holders. And on the pass holders' first pass purchase sailing, they will receive a free express pass, which includes faster check-in, priority luggage delivery, and more. Now, I've often, you know, I, I sailed on uh, Margaritaville at Sea Express uh, last fall. I loved the ship from all of the cruise standpoints. It was a nice ship. It had a lovely vibe. Uh, the Partying detail was great. The entertainment was great. The food was excellent. Everything about it I liked except accessibility issues. First, they are not serviced by Scooter Round or any of the other scooter companies. Uh, so I had to take my little scooter, which just is not sufficient for me, on board the ship. My room was small, uh, and only because there was room in the bathroom, which was ex an accessible bathroom, did I have room to turn the scooter around, or I would have been trying to back out through a very skinny door. Um there were a number of accessibility issues on board. It's probably one of the worst ships I've ever been on for accessible things. Uh, like like uh, there were no automatic doors for restrooms. There were no, uh, there were a number of doors that had lips uh, that become real bugaboos. There were areas with uh, unmarked steps. Uh, I got out on the pool deck and because one of the uh, entrances was closed, I couldn't get back off the cruise uh, uh, cruise deck, uh, I mean the uh, pool deck, without getting help lifting the scooter so I could get through the lip in the doorway. 
there was one whole section of the ship I couldn't get to. So there are definitely some accessibility issues. But by all means, man, if you're in a situation, if you live in central Florida and you like to cruise and can just, you know, say, come up with, oh, I got a couple days next week. Let's go jump on Margaritaville. That pass is a good way to go. So I highly recommend it. And, of course, they're they're friends of ours. You know, uh, Bernard Cosa has been on this show twice. All right. The next story today has to do with our friends at Disney. You know, I don't talk about Disney as much as I probably should. Many of my friends tell me that I've got to sail a Disney cruise at some point in time. I have not done that yet, but uh, that's kind of on one of my lists to do sometime in the future. But Meyer Werft is working on with Disney Cruise Line on yet another project, this time to bring the company's brand new cruise ship, the Disney Treasure, to life offering the cruising public a low-emission ship option, but still complete with all the expected Disney magic. Today, the Kill-Lang Ceremony, a major construction milestone, has been achieved. The Disney Treasure construction process has officially been launched with the Kill-Lang Ceremony in Poppenburg, Germany. In recent years, the cruise industry has faced growing criticism from eco-conscious holiday makers regarding the environmental impacts of colossal ships. The industry has been taking significant steps toward addressing these sustainability concerns by introducing cleaner fuels like LNG. This will be an LNG-powered ship, which uh, reduces harmful emissions like sulfur, carbon dioxide, nitrogen oxide, and other greenhouse gases by significant percentages, in some cases, as much as 90% for each ship. All right. We'll be seeing the Disney treasure next year. MSC has started taking, uh, has opened up sales. I guess I should say it that way. MSC, which is the third largest and fastest growing cruise brand, opened sales for the MSC World America. The Another LNG-powered vessel will be the second in MSC's world class following the World Europa when it debuts in April of 2025. World America is to be homeported at MSC's new terminal in Port Miami, set to be the largest terminal in North America once completed. That terminal will open. Cruises for bookings of the new megaship will sail to the Caribbean. MSC World America is a 215,000 gross ton cruise ship and it will be the largest non-Royal Caribbean cruise ship sailing from North America. The cruise ship itineraries are designed to maximize time available for guests to fully discover the various ports of call. 
sailings will all sailings will visit Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, which is probably becoming the most popular of all the uh, cruise ship islands, including Coco Cay. Uh, but MSC's Marine Reserve is a it's a cool place to go. Uh, it's going to basically have Eastern Caribbean sailings and Western Caribbean sailings with uh, the the normal suspects as far as port of calls. MSC World America will be optimized for North American cruising with new restaurants, bars, public spaces, and experiences designed to create a memorable cruise vacation. On board, different cultures will come together from around the world as elegant European design meets American comfort. The new world-class ship will span 22 decks, measure more than 150 feet wide, feature 2,626 cabins, contain more than 420,000 square feet of public space, and offer top-of-the-line features and facilities. Another new biggie from MSC. Of course, those of you remember, I was on the Seascape inaugural cruise last fall, the last early last winter in December. And finally, this morning, our friends at Carnival have announced that the line's president, Christine Duffy, and Chief Culinary Officer Emerald Lugosi will welcome guests on board Carnival Venezia's first cruise departing Barcelona on May the 29th. The Carnival Venezia's 15-day transatlantic Carnival Journeys cruise from Barcelona will include calls in Malaga, Gibraltar, Lisbon, Ponta Delgada, and Halifax, Nova Scotia on the way to New York. Manhattan's cruise a terminal and they're going to do all kinds of stuff on that transatlantic ship uh, Emerald is going to be quite busy and so will Christine Duffy so alright guys that's going to wrap up the news portion of today's show again my congratulations to uh, John and his family and new granddaughter up in Crookston, Minnesota at the Amigo John's sugar beet farm. Well, the baby's actually at Grand Forks in the hospital. Uh, she's not at the sugar beet farm yet, but she will be soon and start driving the tractor. Uh, right around the corner. So, all right, let's see who's in the chat room. Mike's with us, huh, Mike? MC's with us from Parts Unknown. Good to have you back, MC. Hot Air Tom says, is that near Timbuktu? Oh, is that near Timbuktu? Yeah, the spelling of Timbuktu, uh, Hot Air, is a little different than mine. Hot Air says, good morning to everybody. It's a cruise life is here. Says, hi, guys. Diverse climate. Laugh out loud. I just remember from multiple visits to Cartagena 
It's hot, 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 and very humid. The day I was there, yes, it was. I was. I actually went into Cartagena early in the morning, or I went to the cruise port. Um, but by the time I got back, and that, that was just in the morning, because I ended up, you know, spending a little time playing with the birds and talking to peacocks and and playing with the sloth. Okay, give folks, I'm a sucker for that. Uh, but yes, and I wish I had a, a damn camera. I was when I was without my camera, so I couldn't prove any of that. But anyway, uh, it, yeah, it was it was hot by the time I got back to the ship. And again, I'm thinking I don't know how far that is. I'm, I'm not a good judge of rolling, but I would say it was a mile and a half ish or so to you know to the bird sanctuary and then there's a pretty good rolling through there and you go off on several different side roads and visit several different uh, bird uh, areas and and then you get to out there where the the, the cabbies and and the vans and stuff are and where they're trying to to get you to, to take cabs into town and, and claiming that you know they're accessible only to be able to put my scooter in their cab it's no no ramp to get inside the vehicle they're going to tear my scooter apart and then try to put it back together yeah no that ain't gonna happen but yeah by the time i got back to the ship it was hot so i'm working on some things now maybe i got a couple phone calls requested uh, to talk to my people, and we're looking at maybe making uh, a slight alteration on some things, maybe as early as this next cruise. I don't know, but that's a possibility. And definitely something that I'm looking at for uh, the future uh, as far as my uh, personal uh, transportation and dealing with of course, scooter out and will power chairs uh, is concerned. And I'm not going to go any further until I know what I'm talking about, which may, may be never, if you know me. Uh, but yeah, Cartagena was hot. And prob probably it's going to be hot most of the time. But I mean, there's a lot more to Colombia uh, as far as the cruise world goes. And I was, I mean, in this country, we are so geared toward Cartagena because so many of the ships that stop in Colombia are partial transit of Panama Canal or full transit that visit Cartagena before they run over to Panama and go through the canal and come out on the Pacific side. So we don't even consider some of the other destinations in Colombia. Uh, other countries do, other cruise lines, and some of the, I call them boutique cruises, do as well. So uh, there's more for us to learn about Colombia in years ahead. And it's just, as they grow, hopefully they'll grow in accessibility issues as well, which would help me out tremendously. 
so anyway, uh, MC says uh, not too far, halfway between Timbuktu and Cucamonga. I understand that one. Uh, yes, and I know where Cucamonga is, MC. So you're in big trouble now. Uh, that's uh, Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Hot Air says back to back. Oops, you just answered the question. How many back to back? Yeah, no, none. You can't do it. The, the you, you you can do a cruise and skip a date and come back and do another cruise. Uh, but and but you can't book, you know, like a whole month on. To, yeah, no, it's not going to work that way. But it's an interesting concept, and I don't know how any other cruise line could do it uh, unless they came up with a, uh, you know, a sh- short cruises. Um, I mean, it, it, it could possibly be done. Now, that's still not what I think the future for uh, Margaritaville at Sea uh, Express is. I think the future for that company. And again, folks, keep in mind, I'm against their accessibility issues on that ship. But, you know, uh, Jimmy Buffett has places all over the Caribbean. I could see that ship becoming a delivery vessel taking people from one place to another and get off the ship and stay in at one of his resorts for, let's say, three or four days. And it comes back and picks you up and takes you to another resort. I could see, uh, I, mean, I could see all kinds of marketing issues that they could do easily with Margaritaville at sea. And if they ever get to the point of expanding and get ships that are accessible, we get things like scoot around the availability in West Palm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that we could quickly change that issue. So, uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's an interesting thought for you folks that live in that uh, in that vicinity. Uh, Katie says, morning all listening is she arrives at school. Gretchen's with us. Hi, Gretchen. Gretchen's up in Ohio. So uh, anyway, folks, that's going to wrap me up for the weekend. Uh, as you can tell, uh, I, I, this is another really good day for me. I feel so much better. And yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry that I'm not going to be with Kevin uh, come tomorrow. Uh, that that would have been wonderful. But uh, as good as I feel right now, I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, so give me another couple weeks. Give me Let me get out about some and get my strength back. But, man, I'm feeling a lot better. So. Uh, Monday, and by the way, uh, Nate and I were working last night, and then uh, we were working on getting ready to do a uh, interview on a couple train issues with uh, our Alaska cruise. A couple trains, not issues, but a train availability. 
and uh, what uh, Amigo John and I are going to do and what's available for some of our other folks on that cruise. Uh, but that, that was what the interview was going to be about. And then it, it, it fell apart. And then with him being six hours difference time-wise for me, he and I haven't hooked up yet. But so we'll probably tape an interview sometime this weekend. And then Monday, I already have a special guest, which will be, of course, uh, you know, my buddy, Kevin of 30 and a wake up who I'm supposed to be in Cozumel with Monday. I was going to make Kevin get off the boat. You know, quite often he stays on board when a ship is in a a port. Um, I was going to make him get off the boat in Cozumel and we were going to go have lunch with Elizabeth because that's, he's another one just like uh, Cindy and her family were. Kevin would absolutely fall in love with Elizabeth and they would be, that would be magic together too. So I wanted to get them together. I thought that would have been tremendous fun. We'll do it another day because Kevin and I will get together at some point. But anyway, he and I are going to celebrate what we should have been doing Monday on the uh, Caribbean princess. I'm sure he'll tell us a little bit about the Caribbean princess. But I have an actual purpose of uh, of interviewing him because I got I got a bone to pick with him on his his uh, piece that he posted on uh, Royal Caribbean and what he likes about Royal Caribbean. Uh, so uh, he he pulled he pulled one on me that I was totally in the dark about. So uh, that'll be some fun. So that'll be Monday. And who knows? We might do. We might do Kevin. We might do Nate. I mean, Monday's liable to be totally nuts. We'll see. All right. For now, guys, have a tremendous weekend. And as always, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas and maybe in Colombia. We'll see everybody on Monday. Have a tremendous weekend. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises.